Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hey, Playmakers. All right. I have a guest expert interview for you on the podcast today, and I am so excited about this conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you. And I know, I know I say that every single time I have a guest expert, but I really, truly am extra excited to share this conversation in particular because this is something that is so different from what I typically share on this podcast. It really required me to push through some resistance that I had and some mindset shifts that I had to make. So I'm really excited to share this conversation that I had with our guest expert, Amanda, with you today. And again, the title might have thrown you off or some of that resistance might be bubbling inside of you. Again, because this is so different from my normal content, but I really want to challenge you to open your mind and your heart to listening to what Amanda has to say because she has so much light. She has so much insight. She has so much experience and it completely changed my entire perspective on my daily habits, on my mindset, on the gratitude that I show to myself and my business as a whole. So I'm really excited for this conversation with Amanda. So if you ever have had a fear of competition, or if you've ever stalked your competition social media, or if you've ever put out an offer into the world and didn't feel completely confident in what you were offering your community or what that price was, or if you ever felt that twinge of 
FOMO or fear of missing out when another business similar to yours was reaching a milestone or offering a service that you haven't developed or thought of yet. If you have any of that fear or scarcity mindset and are struggling to really break past it, again, this conversation is going to be perfect for you. And I'm so excited for you to hear it. And if you are in Playmaker Society, Amanda is going to be doing a live training that I am so excited about where we are going to be diving way, way deeper into all of the concepts that we talk about today. So stay tuned for that. If you're a member, if you're not a member yet, all of the information to join Play Cafe Academy or Playmaker Society is in the show notes, along with all of Amanda's social media handles, her freebies, her website, all of that are in the show notes because I know you're going to want to learn more about Amanda after you listen to this episode. And she is in Playmaker Society as well. So if any of you are listening to this and have any questions for Amanda or just want to start a conversation on any of these topics, she is already in Playmaker Society. So feel free to post, feel free to tag her. I'm So excited to dive deeper on this topic with you guys, but without further ado, here is my conversation for this podcast with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Hi, Michelle. I'm actually really excited about this conversation today too. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. This is so different than any of the content I put out there, but I think it's so important and it's just not my strong suit. So again, I'm really excited to be sharing your expertise here. So do you want to get started by kind of telling us a little bit about who you are and also what we're going to talk about today? Sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Amanda Bible. I am a master certified life coach and a master certified business coach. I am also a hypnotherapist and an NLP trainer. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So it's essentially the science behind manifestation. So I'm really into like the wooey, um, taboo, fluffy stuff. But essentially what it all comes down to is understanding how our mind works and twerks. (laughs) (laughs) so that we can create the life and business beyond our wildest dreams. So um, I'm actually a corporate dropout. I spent about the better half of a decade um, searching for fulfillment in my corporate career. And what it ended up, I ended up climbing the corporate ladder, chasing uh, salary increases and title promotions. Um, I was the executive assistant in a hedge fund and in private equity. And what I realized is I actually hated it. (laughs) It was like a very male dominated industry, which if you're a male, all the power to you. But for me, I wasn't really excited about coming into work every day, talking about my cats and all the guys being like, well, what are you talking about? We don't care. So I, um, I was a serial entrepreneur as well. So starting, tried to start so many businesses on the side, all while, all while trying to climb the corporate ladder. I probably started every single business under the sun, um, from network marketing to selling juices. I was allergic to, to growing herbs in my backyard and creating like organic scrubs, um, with coffee and tea. And then at the very end of my journey, I created a window washing company (laughs) (laughs) called clean AF. And I thought that I was going to be the window washing queen of New Jersey. So if you're familiar with Jersey, then, you know, all of the strip malls all along every single highway. Um, And every single time I kept hitting the same walls, uh, wondering like, why can't I get any business off the ground? 
Um, it wasn't until I enrolled in a personal development program a couple of years ago that I realized that it was because my mindset wasn't working for me. And all while trying to start these businesses, I kept comparing my success to the hedge fund, hedge fund CEOs that I was supporting. Meanwhile, I didn't want what they had. I didn't want to be Angelina Jolie on the big screen. I didn't want a viral YouTube video. I just wanted to define success on my terms and feel really fulfilled in my life. And essentially, once I was able to redefine my version of success, redefine my relationship with business and my relationship with money, that's when my businesses were able to um take off. So I actually decided to get certified in everything that I learned in the personal development program because it changed my life so much in such a short period of time. So that's where I am today. And we're going to be talking about um, your attachment styles. Uh, we're going to be talking about secure versus insecure attachment style and how moving from an insecure attachment to a secure attachment in your life and your business and um, and how it can really manifest in 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 different ways in your life. Yeah. And we were so, I'm so lucky that you ended up enrolling in Play Cafe Academy <laughs> because it allowed us to cross paths. And I think this is again, so needed, especially yeah. in that brick and mortar business space where there is, you know, some scarcity, right? There's only a certain number of people in a general area. So a lot of times this creates a lot of fear in us. So yeah. I'm really excited to be talking about this. So I know this is going to be a simplified version of your entire talk about attachment styles, but can you kind of go over what secure versus insecure means and what that might look like in a business owner? Yeah, absolutely. So let me just first start by talking about like the history of attachment theory and how it actually can manifest in your life and then also in your business. So this is actually really important, especially because all of us in playmaker society work with children, right? So as a child, between the ages of zero and seven, we're like this walking subconscious mind. We are modeling our parents. We're modeling the important people around us. And essentially our relationship as it um, pertains to our caregivers is actually how we begin to um, attach to different things in our life, our different interpersonal relationships, our business, our money, um, different things that we're doing and how we feel, especially about ourselves, right? So when we're talking about like secure attachment as it uh, pertains to your business or to money, this is essentially having um, having like a really a strong sense of stability in your core as it relates to your business, trusting your decisions, being able to um, have confidence in your abilities to make those decisions, confidence in your ability to work with other people and to delegate tasks, knowing where your weaknesses are so that you can hand those things off to other people without the fear of them leaving or without the fear of them, um, you know, taking your idea and running with it, just knowing that you trust yourself in your decisions and um, your ability to run your business effectively. So when it comes to secure, insecure attachment, this is when you might feel like, oh my gosh, there's another, there's another business opening up right up the street. And it's the similar concept as, of mine. I have to lower my prices right now. Otherwise all of my clients are going to go to them to check it out. And uh, this is also like, oh my gosh, someone didn't um, sign up for a membership in the last three days. You know what? Let me do a flash sale because that means I don't see the enrollments now, then they're never going to come. This also manifests in micromanaging, right? Because 
only we know how to run our business, right? <laughs> have you, has that ever happened with you before? I know that's something I actually really, um, really struggled with for a really long period of time. And I thought that I had to take on the world, right? So this might manifest in overworking, um, people pleasing. If a client is unhappy with their experience, then, you know, going above and beyond to rectify that instead of just saying like, maybe they just were in a bad mindset that day because I know my business is like the, the bee's knees. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I know my business is the bee's knees. And you know, if this person didn't like it, then too bad. Right. Or even um, I've also seen other than, you know, going above and beyond to rectify it. I've seen the opposite where somebody immediately gets super defensive and almost like counterattacks the customer and says, well, you know, I noticed during your visit that you were on your phone a lot or you didn't engage with your child. You know, I've seen it both ways where somebody goes above and beyond and gives them like a free year of play and tries to really appease them. But again, on the flip side, they could, you know, act really defensive and, to me, whenever I see a business owner responding like that, it gives me like the chills because I used to want to do the same thing. So I can I can relate to everything you said, everything from micromanaging and trying to convince myself that I could do everything better than anyone oh, else. Yeah. And I've I've felt the whole spectrum of everything that you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because me too. <laughs> right? Like you go above and beyond to try and try and impress people. You are taking on everybody else's reviews and then, you know, fixing your business model. So what I think is really important to remember when um, moving towards like that secure attachment with your business is just really defining like what's important to you and in your business, what your business values are and how you want to show up in um, in your community, right? Because if we're so fixated on what other people's opinions are, our business model is going to stray so far from what we initially wanted to create because we're trying to make everybody happy. Right. Yes. Yeah. So what are some tips? Um, I, cause I know I can literally see it now. I know everybody watching or listening is nodding their heads. Like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm, you know, operating from a place of that insecure attachment. So do you have any tips on how we can at least get started kind of forming that healthier relationship with our business so we can show up in our community the way that we want to? Absolutely. I think what it all starts with is just essentially giving gratitude to yourself and also reminding yourself like how far you've come from like the idea and the execution of the idea and having your business that you created based off of the idea that you had and it's in your community and people are there, right? So I would say um, as far as like just giving yourself a little bit of gratitude and recognizing how far you've come based off of your ideas, right? Not taking in any other person's opinions or any other person's reviews, or if someone had a bad experience, you know, I would would definitely come up with also um, probably like a standard operating procedure and always stick to it, right? Like based off of what you feel is right. You know, how you would want to be treated if you walked into a place. So I like to um, 
I like to essentially set healthy boundaries with myself, how many hours per week I want to be working, how many hours I want to be, you know, responding to Google reviews or reviews on um, Instagram or wherever your comments are coming in and sticking to that. Because the more we remind ourselves that our boundaries and our goals and what we put on paper matter, the more we're going to show up in that way in our business. Okay. So for those of us who do feel that deep, intense fear of competition, and we immediately want to jump to do something drastic to course correct our actions. Do you have any tips for somebody who might want to practice this gratitude daily, but isn't really sure how to actually execute that? Like, what are some concrete ways that we can actually show gratitude to ourselves in a way that it shows through to our customers? Absolutely. I think that's a really, really awesome question. So I think so many of us tend to connect our worth and our value to the numbers in our bank account or the number of clients that we have or the number of prospective clients we have or views on an Instagram post or likes on an ad or whatever, right? So I think what's really important is to um, separate our worth from our business, right? So it's actually something I was practicing this morning because, you know, obviously preparing for our call, I'm like, you know what, let me put some of this into practice today. So listing out all of the reasons why you are worthy, that doesn't pertain to anything business or money related, right? Why all the reasons why you are enough based off of everything that you already have within. Or another thing that you can do is list all of your accomplishments in your life that doesn't have anything to do with your business, right? So when I'm practicing gratitude, I always like to um, just write, I am grateful for blank, but then get really clear on all of the reasons why I'm grateful for that thing. And you can, of course, put like your business there or um, your employees there, but really focusing on the feelings, right? So the first person to always, the first thing to always be on your gratitude list should be yourself. And I think that we forget to do that also. Um, I like to always practice gratitude for that. So I'll say like, I am super grateful for myself for carrying me through to this moment right now and overcoming any challenges that may have come this way, come my way, because I have shown perseverance and resilience and commitment to my vision. I am very grateful for my husband, Brett, because he is my biggest cheerleader and always tells me that I can achieve anything that I put my mind to and supports all of my really lofty and crazy business ideas and is always there cheering me on in bed, tells me how proud he is of me and like all of the things. I am so grateful for my kids because they give me the reason why I do everything. And I want to show them that women can be powerful and women are changing the world. So what this does is it separates um, your worth connected to your business right? And shows how worthy you are in life, but it also allows you to raise your vibration um, internally because you're really feeling those feelings of what it is that you're feeling grateful for. We're not just saying like, I'm grateful for my husband. I am grateful for myself. I am grateful for my kids. We're like getting in touch with all of those reasons. Why does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And one question that I wanted to ask is, do you think that, especially for those of us who kind of operate as the face of our business. So we're live on social media, we're posting as ourselves, we're emailing as ourselves as, you know, the owner of the space, the creator. 
Do you think that our customers can feel when we're operating from either a secure attachment or an insecure attachment? Absolutely. Um, so everything is energy, right? And every way we communicate with people is a hundred percent energy. So if we're operating from like this anxious space, our customers are going to 100% feel that. So something that you can do, even if you are feeling anxious, if you're feeling nervous about um, maybe not hitting the number of memberships that you want or the number of birthday parties that you want or whatever it is, you can just float into, sorry, like <laughs> you can just float into this place of what would somebody who is secure in their business respond to this? Or how would somebody who knows that they're going to hit all of their goals respond to this right now? Or what kind of an email would someone who already hit their revenue goals for the month send out to their customers, right? So when we put ourselves in the space of already having, it activates this thing called the law of assumption, <laughs> And it also activates the law of attraction. We're raising the vibe. We're embodying that energy. And we're really changing the way that we communicate with people. Because whether we realize it or not, if we're feeling anxious, someone who comes in contact with you is going to feel feel that energy, whether they realize it's the energy that they're feeling or not. You know, that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. And this is something that I honestly didn't realize until I had hindsight. So when I was operating my indoor playground, I felt like, especially those first couple of years, I was anxious all the time. I was always thinking about that next bill. I definitely strayed from my mission, my why, my gratitude, everything like that. And I didn't realize how much I was emitting that energy until I you know, ended up selling. And then I started visiting other indoor playgrounds that on social media, they looked very much put together. They looked very much, you know, secure in their business, but then I would physically go and see them and talk to them and it would immediately be, oh, this person is, you know, very insecure. They're very nervous. You can tell that they are completely, have completely strayed away from where they wanted to be in their business. And I could feel that immediately as a customer, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't there, you know, as a consultant, anything like that, I can tell when I walk into a business and talk to the owner, you know, exactly what kind of state of mind they're in. And I don't think when you're in the thick of it that you realize how much your customers can feel that. Yeah. I mean, every, again, like everything is a hundred percent energy and imagine how different the way that we would operate our business would be if we, you know, envisioned the perfect business for us. And of course, like life happens and we are humans. And if an unexpected bill comes up, it might like cause a little bit of like, oh, shh shoot, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, but it's also reminding yourself that like you came this far and this business is something that you dreamed up. So to avoid having it become like this obligation or this like eye roll moment or the, oh, I have to go into the, you know, into the brick and mortar today. Like this sucks. Like imagine how different it would be if you created a space that like you enjoy going to every day instead of the space that, um, you know, that would be better for this person who submitted like a one star Google review, you know? So it's all, all the difference comes when you're showing up in your alignment and your flow and knowing that like you're human life happens and everything's going to work itself out regardless. I know for me, like I had so many times where I experienced like, um, shiny object syndrome, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? And I was like, Oh wow. Like this coach is doing this. Like maybe I need to release that. So that way I can like keep up with, you know, the, the market and like what clients want. And every single time I did that, I noticed that I would fall into like this comparison mode and like this insecure mode, like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. My business isn't good enough. I'm not far along enough. I'm not making enough money. I didn't sign as many clients as this person signed. But what it all comes down to is like, that wasn't the business that I wanted to create anyway. Yeah. And actually I was going to ask that because you mentioned how our anxious or insecure attachment style can come through in our emails and our marketing messaging. But I also feel like it can come through in our daily habits. Like for example, I know when I was most insecure in my business, I was spending so much time looking at my competitors, Instagram and Mm. things like that. And now looking back as you were kind of talking about what would somebody who has already hit their revenue goal this month say, how would they act? I guarantee you that in your daily habits, you know, somebody who is very insecure in their business, their habits would look a lot different as well from somebody who is very secure in their business. Because I know when I was most secure, I was not checking out my competition. I was not, you know, up at 3 a.m. worrying about, like you said, what they released that I didn't have yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And you know, other ways that it could potentially manifest too, is like, maybe you're avoiding looking at any of that stuff altogether, you know, um, Something that would happen with me before I even was aware of any sort of like attachment style or attachment theory or that this thing even existed. I was telling myself that it didn't matter what the dollar amount in the bank account was because I was going to just show up regardless and money's not going to make me happy. But what it actually came down to is that I was experiencing something called um, dismissive avoidant attachment style, which you'll um, be able to learn more about in um, the training that we're going to do together. But basically I was tricking myself into thinking that I didn't really care. (laughs) Right. And something that you can do is like, if you are feeling anxious about um, your, your money or your business, like what would it be like to have a weekly check-in with your business accounts or have a weekly employee meeting to see like how everyone's doing and how everyone's goals are going? Or what would it look like to really get involved in your business instead of avoiding it in, in fear of someone saying like, I don't like this role or I don't like this job or we got the neg- negative Google review, right? So when it comes down to how this can, what this can look like in your business, um, it's just about putting in consistent practices so that you are giving more love to the business that you created from the space of love. Yeah. And that kind of brings us back to what you were saying in the beginning about setting up boundaries with your business, because I feel like a lot of times when people have a business that they no longer enjoy going to or they feel, you know, very insecure about or unstable. A lot of it's because they haven't set those boundaries and they haven't set um, those intentions for their space. And I know that was true for myself. So it kind of brings the whole conversation full circle. Yeah. Yeah. The whole conversation about boundaries. So, I mean, as far as like the boundaries go, I would say like, know what you're getting yourself into, right? Like this is your business. You're going to be the face of the business. You, you're you the one who's selling it. You, you are your brand, right? But that also comes with like enjoying life, right? Right. Like you didn't create this business so that you couldn't show up in your life at all. So how would this look for you if you were making your dream space part of your already amazing life? 
Yeah. And I love what you said too, about defining success the way you envision it, because I have so many, you know, coaches and gurus out there telling me, oh, you could sell so many more courses if you just did this, or if you just did this. And it just feels so out of alignment for me because, you know, I don't necessarily want to be the next millionaire coach. You know, I'm very comfortable in my niche. I'm very happy making the impact that I want, working the amount of hours that I want and still being able to, you know, be completely present with my family, the thing that matters most. And I think a lot of us think that in order to be successful, we need to be the biggest, the best. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. So because this podcast really focuses on one action item to really take with you throughout the day, if there was one thing that somebody could do today to kind of start shifting their attachment style, if they're feeling that insecure attachment, what step would you give them to take? If you could just pick one and then we'll do the full training for the Playmaker Society members, as you alluded to. So I think something that can help really bring you into that secure attachment is just give yourself a five minute brag party, you know, give yourself a five minute brag party and just journal it out, type it out, write it in your notes or something that I love to do is put it in your voice notes and listen back to it on a regular basis. Just saying like all of the things that you've already accomplished and what sets you apart from everybody else and what makes you so amazing. So I think because with the other, with the insecure attachment styles, the three insecure attachment styles, it's so full of like these limiting beliefs and negative thought patterns and comparison. And I'm not enough. And I don't need to see it. If if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. When we're moving to a place of a secure attachment, we know, like we know, like we know what our worth is. We trust ourselves. We trust our gut and we show up from a place of like, this is my business. I run my business the best and like my business is so amazing because I created it. Right. So give yourself a five minute brag party and just see how, just see how that makes you feel. Yeah. I love that. And I actually have a podcast episode about something really similar. I have what I call like a love note folder where I take out my screenshots and positive comments. So I'm going to link that episode um, with how I do that specifically as an indoor playground owner in the show notes. But I really appreciate this conversation. So I know everyone is going to be dying to learn more about you. So where is the best place to follow you or learn more? And I will link some of your free resources and all your social media profiles and stuff like that. Um, If you're watching, then below the video. But if you're listening, then in the show notes. But where's the best place to follow you to learn more about what you're talking about? Instagram. I feel like Instagram is like my business card. Um, I post on Instagram regularly. I'm always checking my DMs and it's me answering the messages. I know a lot of people outsource that. But if you want to get to know me more, just come over to my Instagram. It's at Inner Beauty Bible. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I followed you again. We were connected through my course, but I'm so happy that I followed you because that kind of woo -woo stuff that you mentioned, it's something that I've always been a little bit resistant to, but I've really been leaning into lately. And Mm -hmm. even though it was something that I had, you know, just this innate resistance to a couple of years ago, it's so refreshing when I see your videos pop up in my feed and it just (laughs) makes me pause for a minute and really reflect on what I'm doing. And I'm just, again, so grateful that I found your account and So thankful that we crossed paths and thank you so much for joining me so that you could share some of that light today with everybody listening or watching. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it might be woo woo and you might be resistant to all of the manifestation or energy talk, right? But there's a science behind it. And if you do a little bit of digging, if you take a look at any of my resources, you'll see that everything that we put our mind to actually manifests, whether it's what we don't want 
or what we do want. So I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on here today and I enjoyed our chat too. Yeah. And your information is such a great blend though, of that kind of thing. And then also practical advice. So I always take something away from every single video I watch. So thank you so much for putting all that amazing content out there. I'm going to link to everything. And again, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. That wraps up my conversation with Amanda. I hope this was really enlightening for you. And again, thank you so much for breaking down any of your mindset barriers or misconceptions or anything like that on the concepts we talked about throughout this episode. Thank you so much for setting all of that aside. If again, you had any of those reservations like I did, again, I know not all of you guys do, but if you did push through that to listen to this whole conversation, thank you. I Hope you learned something. I know I did. And again, I'm so looking forward to Amanda's full training inside Playmaker Society. But in the meantime, again, if you want to connect with Amanda on social media or download any of her resources or visit her website, all of that information is in the show notes. Have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you soon.